I V M I V M Hello everyone this is your daily NBA podcast coming to you from Monday to Friday I'm your host Monish and as always joined by Nishant this is Triangle Offense two game sixes today and the suns and the nuggets closed down the series against the trailblazers and the lakers pretty disappointing for the lakers also pretty disappointing for the trailblazers it's kind of become the story of their franchise now the lakers though defending champions out of the tournament lots to talk about let's get started whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. We'll start off with the Nuggets and the Blazers first. The Nuggets pulling off a 126 to 115 win and I know that you don't want to get to the Lakers but we'll get <laughs> to them eventually. <laughs> Jokic 36 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. in a game 6 where the nuggets were trailing by 13 in third quarter this is why he is the number one contender for the mvp isn't he i mean this this is not the first time he's done this uh, i was looking at the record and it, it's kind of mind blowing the trail blazers have trailed at the end of third quarter 33 times this season <laughs> and the nuggets have managed to win sorry the nuggets have trailed 33 times and the nuggets have managed to win 15 of those games that's almost a 500 record when you're trailing yeah. at the end of third quarter that's incredible it's it's they won this game in typical denver style i mean you not panicking but take it till the end and then finish it off they did this the entire last season uh twice in the playoffs they took it to game 7 from 3-1 down and now they did not go to a game 7 this is the first time i heard in 12 years that they won a series without taking it to game 7 that's yeah, that's yeah. a crazy stat but this is the reason that jokic is the number one contender for mvp what a performance yet again uh great uh, performance from mpj as well he he was on fire in the first quarter got six threes a playoff record for most threes in a quarter and then off the bench monte morris he was wonderful as well scoring 22 22 odd points is this is a team that you would uh, bank on i mean we we kind of ruled them out when jamal murray got injured but they've just not stopped winning since then and the addition of aaron gordon of course was a great uh, he was a great pick austin rivers a great free agency pick but is this a team that you would bank uh, i mean they they can be competitive look uh, there's something about this team and and maybe uh, that contributes to why they're so good at coming back in the fourth uh, fourth quarter it's uh, most of their shooters are are so effortless or they make it look so effortless like jokic you look at him it's it's not like it's not like a shack or an embiid you don't see him and think okay he's yep. going to destroy us and drop 40 You think a cute big guy, smiling, big friendly giant. You yep. look at MPJ. You think, okay, rookie looks clueless on the court. Doesn't look like he's uh, very confident. Just has this blank expression on his face. You look at Campazzo, tiny guy. What's he gonna do? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of uh, Aaron Gordon, they don't. Re- they're not really a very visually intimidating team. Yeah. And and I don't know. Do do defenses take them lightly in the fourth quarter? Because it's, it's inexplicable how many times they come back. And for all the talk of other teams being clutch, this is clutch. They did it to the Clippers, right? It was a, a game six and game seven. 
backs yeah. to the wall uh, one of those games was like a 20 plus lead at half time the other yep. was 17 or 16 or whatever 15 or yeah. yeah 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 that's insane um i like this team look i i i'll be honest uh, without jamal mari i thought they're going out in the first round right uh, of course at, at that at the time we didn't know who they'd face but i thought they they'd go out in the first round then you look at aaron gordon stepping up giving them some much needed defense and then that slasher option whether he gets the ball and scores or not that opens up the defense that kind of uh, pulls people into the lane makes the defense a little more compact sometimes they lose shape and with passing as good as jokic you would uh, you would trust that he'll find the open man and if that open man is mpj apparently he's automatic from 3 so <laughs> i i like this offense and i think austin rivers is such an underrated pickup i think he's one of the yeah. he he's probably the free agent signing uh, this season late into the season it should have been ramon but that really didn't work out for the lakers at a team level or at an individual level so i like this team but now that i know that they're facing the suns mm-hmm. unless uh the phoenix suns have an injury again it's mm-hmm. the same caveat with everyone right if if chris paul or someone goes down uh yeah then then it's it's too much for them to overcome the nuggets but if they're fit uh, i would heavily favor the suns actually in this series i i love uh, the denver nuggets offense i think they're spectacular but um the suns they have home court advantage right they're the second yep. Yep. yeah okay yep. yeah okay so that team in that home court is something else it's, they like the philadelphia of the east sometimes at home in, in yep. their arena they they go take it to another level and they defend the yep. rockets just don't it's as simple as that they just don't do it very well they they try um, once in a while they hustle but it's not really a system that works on defense uh the phoenix suns as they showed against the lakers can really stifle you they stifled lebron james they clogged the paint aton came up big both ends of the floor throughout the series almost except those two right. games where ad went off aton was, right. was pretty amazing um michael bridges is is a fiend you watch yep. him when he's on defense his hands never stop moving he's always swiping right. swiping swiping you never know when he'll get the ball and so multiple players unless you're a steph curry or a kyrie Uh, James Harden or one of those you know you're afraid to put the ball on the floor because he just doesn't yep. stop swiping he's relentless yep. throughout the game um and and uh, pain and all these guys are stepping up and hustling man and Jake Crowder brings the muscle this is this is a squad um, I, <laughs> i i favor them over the over the nuggets with Jamal Murray or oh, this would have been one hell of a series uh, without that slight edge to the suns but but i'd expect them to go through we'll talk about the suns and the nuggets in just a bit i know that i'm not going to leave you and the lakers just about yet but we were talking about the 2018 draft yesterday and we spoke about aton and we spoke yeah. about luka and we spoke about treyang michael porter junior is from the draft class yeah. as well yeah. what a find i mean he how do you even fit him he was a 14th pick i think denver hit a lottery i don't know they did scouting or they decided to go for him he went so deep in the draft they always do this right jokic went 41st in the draft Yeah. They got MPG at 14th in draft and they're hitting gold with these draft picks. Yeah. How do you rate this guy? He's, this guy is 6 foot 9, 6 foot 10. He can hit threes at will. He the first game of the series, he went 1 out of 10 from 3 and you would think okay, he might just not shoot as many threes, they might not give him that many opportunities, but he continues to shoot at a volume and he continues to hit them at almost 45-50% every game. And what a find. And the one criticism we had of MPG last season was that He was terrible in defense. I don't think he's terrible anymore. He's not the best in defense, but he does his job well. I mean, there are worse defenders of than him. If sure. you have Luka Doncic defending, if you have Trey Young defending, I think I don't think MPJ is any worse of than them. Yeah, yeah. 
So that criticism, I think he's kind of scratched it away. And he's probably one of the biggest superstars to look forward in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was year one, right? It was true. He was atrocious in defense. Yeah. He, he stepped up at least on effort. Um, and very few players are very good when they're that young. Usually defense is something that takes a little more time to develop than, than offense because it's not as big a part of college basketball or, or schools as it is in the NBA, right? So that's understandable. Um, shooting, he, he's spectacular. And he's got size. So he's a, say, a 15 and 10 guy on his night. But now yep. without Jamal Murray, he's like a 25 and 10 guy on his yep. night. That's, that's borderline Anthony Davis level. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can keep this going, if he can add more to his arsenal, maybe a, a little post moves here and there, uh, this, this guy could be, could be spectacular. I like him. I don't know if I'll put him in the superstar category yet. Like mm-hmm. People like Devin Booker, people like Jason Tatum, of course. You saw them coming from like day one. Of like course. These guys are going to be big time. Yep. Uh, I don't know if MPJ is still in that level, but he's 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 pretty damn good. Let's just say um, right now he's DeRozan good, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, early in his career, that would be a decent comparison. Though DeRozan never shot the three like this guy can. Right. Uh, <laughs> skill level. So it'll be interesting to see. I think I'd love to see this team full strength with Jamal Murray. Or I don't know if they decide to make a trade and... Uh, bring in somebody else um but but this is this is quite something it's the start of something big last year was the start of something big in denver they continue to build and as a franchise you've got to look at them over the last three years mm-hmm. uh, and say they've been one of the most focused disciplined franchises in the league yep every move has a purpose the only thing that kind of didn't make too much sense was jeremy grant but then he wanted to leave so yep. you live with that Every trade, every signing, every coach maneuver, every front office, back office move, they've, they've been a franchise on a mission and it's very impressive. Absolutely. Talking about franchise on a mission, what's up with Portland? Yet another disappointing season for them. Dame Lillard with yet another MVP discussion season. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best backcourts in the league with CJ and Dame. But when it comes to the playoffs, they just not they just do not cut it, do they? I mean... Every single season this happens, yeah. Dame has a great game where he goes off for 45, 50, 55 this time. But they just can't cross the line. I mean, it was against the Warriors a few seasons back where they went all the way to the conference finals and got thrashed. Last season, they met the Lakers and some of them even picked the Trailblazers to beat the mm-hmm. Lakers. But the Lakers were just too strong for them. And too, too they made themselves... I mean, they had themselves to blame for that. They finished at the 8th seed. What do you expect, right? Yeah. And... This season, they did well to avoid the play-in and all of that. Meet the Denver Nuggets. I don't think you could have chosen an easier opponent than Denver Nuggets given the situation. That was probably the best chance of going through to the next round. Right. And yet, they don't make the cut. What next for a Portland Trailblazer? Dame Lillard must be a frustrated man. Yeah, but it doesn't look like... I mean, this is every... It's almost like the Aaron Rodgers discussion. Like, every off-season, we talk about how frustrated <laughs> Dame Lillard should feel. And we speculate about how frustrated he does feel. And then he'll come out, hit you with some loyalty, whatever, and then he'll continue in Portland. Look, if if the if those are his values, those are his values, and you've got to respect that. But uh, from a championship standpoint, he's winning nothing as long as he's in he's in Portland, because this mm-hmm. this team is so far away from a chip. It'll take two to three years of maneuvering at the very least for them to even be a contender, and that's Ceteris Paribus. It's not like the rest of the West is going to go asleep, uh, go, go to sleep over the next three years. So right. they, they're not going to improve in isolation, are they? I, I just don't I just don't see it and and also 
if they do do it in the next 2 3 years and suddenly become a contender it will be one of the most miraculous transformations in basketball history not because anyone's not done it in such a span of time lakers mm-hmm. did it in 2 years flat signed lebron one year signed ad and then chip mm-hmm. but but because this organization has never shown an inclination to do something like that they've never done it ever in their past and and that's right. where it it kind of like uh are you are you willing to take take a hit on luxury tax to put a super team around him are you willing to uh, go all the way tear this team up make the changes that you need to and build because they recently acquired paul they went with this three guard combo paul's move didn't quite work in the post season mccallum kind of went cold uh mccallum is is a bit like a hybrid of what uh, bledsoe and middleton were to yanis in previous season <laughs> Just I totally agree. You, Amazing yeah. in the regular season, just disappears in the playoffs. Yeah, man. Like just when you need him the most. Like last season, he had a few performances at the, at least here and there where he stepped up, but this was just cold. Could be injury, could be whatever. But I think if the likely future that I see is Dame continues in Portland, it's going to be the same yada 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 until he gets old. Uh, mm-hmm. Another Iverson scene in the making. Uh, but if he does have chip ambitions. plan a would be obviously to move out of that franchise but he's not going to do that and and i respect that so then plan b is hoping the franchise works miracles but don't see it possible but it's not going to happen next season at least i think you're looking at one more miserable year for dame lillard if he chooses to stay behind he could uh, choose to come to la Uh, uh let's let's get to let's talk about today's game when we talk about LA. Has <laughs> done the clippers man. <laughs> they badly need a scorer. Can somebody <laughs> score in the fourth quarter for them? Hello everybody, welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd like to thank the sponsors on the network this week, Cred, PayPal, and Sia. Thank you, we really do appreciate the support. So this week on Cyrus Says was great. We had Meghna joining us on Cock and Bull, Tanvir Taj and Priyanka Jena talking about pets. Yuma Kureshi talks about her new television show and her life in Bollywood. And to celebrate 700 episodes on Cyrus Says, we had a number of his previous producers come on board and reminisce. Tune in to This Round is on Me, where Gauri Devidayal was joined by Samir Shet and Yash Panage. These are the guys who started Bombay Canteen, O Pedro, and a number of other restaurants. Really great conversation they had with Gauri. On The Habit Coach, Ashton Doctor tells us about nourishing creativity and the importance of losing and some microhabits to counter overthinking. On their 75th episode, Ritasha and Rayushi talk to Naveen Richards. On The Note with Marika Nayak, she speaks with Komal Nahata to talk about the business of Bollywood, lockdown losses, piracy issues, and experiments being done to keep it going. On advertising is dead Varun is joined by Gurupat VP of Customer Success Platform for PayPal India to talk about how the digital money landscape and the fintech ecosystem has fundamentally altered the world. We also have Thalarate our Kannada podcast hosts Ganesh and Pawan discuss video games and Sivakamyam Sabatam the Tamil show where Kavita Jiva shares light in another story about the bravery and excellence in the governance of the Pallava dynasty. And with that let's get you back to your show. All right then In the second game today we had the Lakers take on the Phoenix Suns oh, and boy. this was yet another game that was done in the first quarter I thought when Booker went off he scored 6 out of 6 threes yeah and it looked like game over since from there on but then LeBron somehow before that even actually AD went off he got injured yeah, he should not have played this game he went off the court <laughs> he went off the court he didn't go off like Booker <laughs> but he went off the court yeah uh, and then it seemed like he should not have been there he was i said if you are 60% yeah. fit and you pick lakers would win if you are 60% fit i don't think he was 60% fit i don't think he was Correct. 15% fit yeah, yeah so he should not have played booker went off 
for 22 points in the first quarter, 33 in the half. I thought it was game over right there and right then. But LeBron somehow willed his team, I would say. It was a great comeback hustle game where where you saw that the team was not good enough, but they were willing to put in that effort to make it a close contest. They got it back down to, what, 11, 12 points in the last yeah, quarter? 10 points. And then Chris Paul turned up and he took control of the game and then dished yeah. out a few passes and then it was too much for the Lakers to overcome. Phoenix Suns going through to their first playoff, the first playoff win since 2010. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Crazy scenes. First playoff defeat in the first round for LeBron in his 18-year career. That was pretty sad to see. It was like a big streak coming to end. It was pretty. It was pretty sad to see LeBron sit at the sit on the bench at the end yeah. and like uh, this something that the, uh, I did not the see Undertaker coming. on the mat at WrestleMania. Kind of, pretty much. Pretty much but yeah. there you knew that Undertaker was washed up and he was gone and there was no future for him. With LeBron, it doesn't uh, yet feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I want to take a cheap shot, but no, of course not. <laughs> But uh, we got to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Nobody picked this team at the start of the season, if you remember. We did say that Chris Paul's addition is going to be great, but what did they finish? Fifth, sixth, first round playoff is the max we saw them peak, right? And this team has just achieved, I mean, exceeded all expectations. And I don't even think it's a fluke because they've been playing great, great basketball, both on both sides of the floor. Chris Paul leading the team, Devin Booker, what a star they found. Yeah. First playoff series for him, 30 points in four of the games. 30 plus points in four of the games. I mean, incredible scenes for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, should they be aiming for much higher? Do you think they're already dreaming of winning the Western Conference, facing the Bucks, the Nets in the finals? Is that even a possibility? Or they've already achieved what they've set out to achieve? They should be dreaming about this. Uh, the second you take out a weak Lakers team who are not fully fit and they're just not themselves as they were last season, uh, the second that happens, the West is wide open. Mm-hmm. Because who's the next big thing, like the next bet that everyone talked about for two seasons now? The Clippers. They have mm-hmm. no clue what's happening in their franchise. Maybe they come back, maybe they don't. Who knows? It's it's too shaky right now. So, they're out. Mavs, they go as far as Luka can go. The day he collapses, they collapse. Because it's, it's a garbage franchise right now. Without Luka, <laughs> it's atrocious how poor they are. Posingis may as well just sit on the bench for the entire game. The Mavs are out of it. Uh, it would be so difficult for them to win. Uh, as good as Luka is, it's it's like Jordan against those uh, bad boy Pistons and the Celtics. It's just mm-hmm. not enough to take them through. Then there's um, Denver Nuggets, where I think we've already gone into that. Uh, I sh- They should be able to take the Nuggets. So who's left, really? Jazz. Jazz. That's the team to beat. That's the tough one, at least on paper. Mm-hmm. And on court so far, they're the most well-balanced team in the West. Uh, they have the most distributed attack in the West. And they have a spectacular defense. Yep. So that'll be a pretty insane clash, uh, Jazz against the Suns. And that's the team that uh, the Suns should be worried about. But I see no reason why they shouldn't harbor ambitions of getting to the finals at the very least. Uh, I mean, this team's good for it. Whether they do it or not is another is another thing altogether. Executions... A whole different ball game, but they, they should be aiming at it. Of course. I mean, uh, we we speak so much about the Jazz and their depth in the squad. And at the start of the season, we said about the Lakers and their depth in the team. Hmm. The Phoenix Suns are quite deep as well. I mean, you have yeah. Booker, CP3, Bridges, Ayton and Crowder starting. Then you go to the bench, you have Cam Payne, who's kind of taken on the leader role in the second unit. You have Cam Johnson, who keeps knocking down those threes whenever yeah. he gets a chance. 
you have the likes of Jevon Carter coming and scoring a few points. Tori Craig is there when needed when you need that big man presence and Aiden is yeah. sitting out either yes. due to foul trouble or injuries. That's a pretty deep team as well. Uh, they are, but they're not, it's not like the Jazz though. Jazz have yeah. scoring and they have deep defense. I think that's the key uh, key difference maker. And they have the six man of the year. So that's another um, that's another big deal. <clears throat> I think with these uh, the Suns franchise, right? We didn't like Jazz. A lot of us said they'd be good. We never thought they'd top the conference or anything, but yep. we thought they'd be good. And they've year. always been there. Yeah, yeah, correct. And last season was like a great learning for them. It was a freak series, and and they yep. went out, but. They should have been the superior team in that series, right? So, so you said, okay, Jazz, Jazz, we see it. And then Mike Conley started going off. And I said, okay, now they're really good because he was dead last season. Right. The shell of his former self. So, Jazz is not that surprising. Suns, uh, why we picked them to be mid-table in the conference and why they, they rose all the way to second spot uh, is, A, this coach got them defending. And mm-hmm. for good reason too that he won the manager, the, the coach of the year award. You got them defending, got them playing as a unit. Uh, Chris Paul took care of all of the team chemistry, leadership, blah, 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 all of that stuff, accountability. And in Chris Paul, they have uh, the closer that they never had before. Right. And Booker's not quite there yet. I think it takes a little bit of experience to uh, to get it done. Like even in this game, three quarters Booker went off. I think he had like 40 or something at, yep. at three quarters. And then... Uh, but when push came to shove, it was Chris Paul that had the ball in his hands and it was him that just killed the pace of the game. Booker still plays high tempo. Even if yep. the Lakers are cutting down the lead, Booker still going to play high tempo. Chris Paul just killed the tempo. Every time the Lakers got a big shot, cut down the lead, Chris Paul would take hours and hours. It's like Nadal um, you know, tap, bouncing <laughs> that ball before he serves. Uh, deliberate gamesmanship. But it's like that. He just slowed the game down. It frustrates the other team. And then he knows how to get it done. He'll he'll get to his spot, pull up mid-range jumper, and unless you have a hand in his face, it's going in. Yep. Uh, just it's it's a death blow to the to the team each time. It's a it's a little death, uh, a micro death blow, if you will. If that's the thing. <laughs> so um, he was the finisher, and that's the the big difference maker. I didn't expect the Suns team to come this far. I didn't expect um, Aiton to be this good. I didn't expect them to defend this well. Most importantly, we knew their right. offense would go off. Um, this this is a squad man. Nice, nice streak they've continued. They had eight and zero in the bubble last season before they just, just slightly missed out on the playoffs. But uh, I think it's a great performance from the uh, Phoenix Suns team, and it'll be a, it'll be a great matchup against the Denver Nuggets. They actually, the Denver Nuggets actually won two games against the Suns this season. Uh, they laid two one in their head to head, so that's going to be a fun matchup as well. Yeah. You spoke about the Phoenix Suns and their home court advantage. They're actually the best uh, traveling team in the entire league, so they've not been a bad road trip team either. Yeah, so, I mean, they're second in the conference, so they're, they're pretty yeah. good home and away, but uh, th- them and the way they, um, the crowd being a sixth man is well and truly a thing in Phoenix. Uh, the way True. I've only seen it be a thing in Philadelphia. Right. That's what so, I mean. Yeah, that, that's going to be a great series, but where do the Lakers go from here? I mean, LeBron, James, you saw that finally, you can't always go to the NBA finals with by himself. I mean, yeah. you sometimes need support and the support went missing, got injured today. Anthony Davis was missing. Not just today, he missed the game four as well, which kind of killed yeah, their yeah. chances. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the support cast for the Lakers don't really quite cut it if you ask me. I mean, you have Kuzma who's been there for forever now. You have KCP, you have Caruso, you have Schroeder who might not well be there next season. You have Gasol who's, really, who's been really pathetic and that's me being nice. 
and you have Harrell. I don't think this is a championship winning team. I mean, LeBron and AD were so much of a difference last season that the rest of the guys got hidden and they were kind of protected. Yeah. But with one of them missing, you saw how bad they were with both of them missing when they played most of their uh, regular season with both of them missing and they mm. kind of lost everything. Mm. Even with one of them missing, you kind of get exposed. And that's what the Lakers, that's what happened to the Lakers today. Yeah, they've got to they've got to tear it up. There's there's nothing more to be said. They've already torn up torn up a good chunk of the championship winning team. Rondo right. went out, Dwight went out, Javel went out. Uh, they've got to tear this up, and it it's clear that Schroeder's out. It was clear for weeks now, and immediately after the game, I mean, they weren't even done with post match uh, press conferences, <laughs> and Schroeder had already removed. Lakers point guard from his Twitter bio or whatever, which I guess is how this generation announces anything. Uh, he was, I think, not very wise to turn down a four-year, what was it, $88 million contract yep. from the Lakers. Uh, after this, showing good luck. They might still be a weaker team willing to pick you up, but it's not going to be in a position of strength. So right. he's out. Um, Harrell, I don't think he'd want to stay. You bring the sixth man of the year into your team and then you barely give him a shot all year. Right. Whatever his limitations are, you knew it. Why do you bring him in then? So Harold's out. Gasol, it doesn't matter what. In out, he's on a veteran minimum. Nobody cares. Um, they've got to they've got to make wholesale changes. I I'd be surprised if Kuzma is not shipped off to China after this. <laughs> um, I just can't see him surviving in a LeBron squad after what he did this series. So they've got to tear it up. They've got to tear it up. There, there's some interesting free agents coming up. Mm-hmm. This, this team's pretty ambitious. LeBron's pretty ambitious. I'm sure they'll they'll try and build a super team of their own. I'm sure can you moves can you depend on Anthony already. Davis being fit for most part of the season because it's not the first time he's gone down yeah. and it doesn't look like the last time it'll be down. I mean, it's going to be a consistent feature with if you have Anthony Davis in your team. So can you expect him to be the leader, the guy who's going to lead your team to titles? Uh, yeah, it's mean, kind of tough to depend on him at this moment. It's a bit like the Embiid situation. It's just too much mm-hmm. talent for any team to ignore. And yep. don't want to be the franchise that lets that talent go. It's True. that at the end of the day. Um, yeah, he's injury prone. So is Embiid. Um, it's 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 one of the problems of having these um, oversized human beings, which is just unnatural <laughs> size. Uh, Shaq was an aberration. A few players like that were an aberration. Even Shaq wasn't fit for all that long, right? Uh, sure, poor lifestyle choices and whatever, but but it's it's tough to to keep that frame. Uh, game fit for that long so yeah I think it's it's just that it's exactly like Embiid I don't think uh, he's someone they should uh, count on for long not, certainly not as the face of the franchise because every season I don't remember the last full full season that he played AD mm-hmm. so, yep. but they've already committed the contract uh, to the contract so so he's there he's there to stay they've got to find a third superstar and, and hope he's good enough to carry the team even if one of these guys is out this was a this was a bad year, um, plagued with injuries throughout. I mean, they played half the season right. without the two superstars, and then AD went down. Because when they were even in this series, when both superstars were fully fit, they demolished the Suns in those two games. Yep. It wasn't yep. even close. Yep. Um, and then AD goes down. LeBron today, as I was saying this before we we start recording, right? LeBron he he didn't look uh, like even say LeBron from four or five weeks ago. There was definitely. Right. Well, 4 5 was too long, but at the start of the series. Uh, he was definitely wobbling. That vertical wasn't the same. Uh, he was a bit hesitant to, to drive in despite traffic. He did it when there was no other choice. 
but but you could tell it's just not the same lebron and to some extent i suppose age and wear and tear um yeah it's just a weird weird season and then kcp getting hurt didn't help he wasn't fully fit either caruso went off for the game so um just a bad season brachitov i think rebuilt from scratch it's a good opportunity to to tear it up and uh, and start over yep we have most of a second round games uh, set now the bucks take on the nets which is probably the game of the playoffs yeah. game of the series game of the league the sixers take on the hawks in the other eastern conference semi final the western conference one of the semi finalists has been confirmed the suns take on the nuggets jazz are waiting for either the clippers or the mavs who play off to waiting who... <laughs> these guys are not gonna... <laughs> they'll play 6 7 9 <laughs> uh so tomorrow we have just one game the clips clippers take on the mavs yeah. game 6 yeah the mavs go through with a win the clippers can keep it alive with a win it's the only game Any you picks? need man when when you have that game the nba yep. shouldn't have anything else on when clips play the play the mavs just don't don't have anything else scheduled don't have overlaps that's all you want to watch I agree. I agree. I mean, any picks for the game, though? <laughs> it looks increasingly like the Clippers have given up. They should win this. Oh, Ideally, wow. I'd love a game seven, but I don't know. It looks like they're kind of demoralized right now. Uh, okay. Let's see if Kawhi comes out and plays for Pride. Somebody in LA should. Mm-hmm. I- I'm actually picking the Clippers for tomorrow. I I really think that they'll give yeah, them I one hope. more fight and then go down in seven. So my pick yeah. my pick for tomorrow is the Clippers. It'll be a fun matchup to watch. But, Listen, uh, but uh, hey, uh, Twitter called it, by the way. They said the battle for LA is going to happen in LA Fitness Gym, where both the teams <laughs> are going to get pumped weights. Neither team has a postseason to talk, to talk about. It's going to be a fun matchup, but that's all the time we have for today, and I'll catch up tomorrow. Adventures. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us at Triangle Offense, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us at TriOffensePod, that's T-R-I-O-F-F-E-N-S-E pod, on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcasts from.